on the last episode of Dice Funk. So I got I got a loop, a helm, a robe of plus six to bureaucracy, mm-hmm. an arrow, a teddy bear, a very, very threatening looking teddy bear. <laughs> it is adorable. A, a conch, uh, a scroll, and a fang. If anything we possess can bring order, then we want to help you. First, we have to listen to what the Kuato are saying. Tell me. Its tongue is like black and sh- like shriveled and oozing. Mother, save us. We gave it everything. This private dock is covered, so it occurs to you that if you were to perhaps need somewhere to modify the Violet One... I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach for the robe. I hope I made the right choice. And then you're just on the other side of the room, as you've seen Elias do multiple times. You now have the coat of his god, and you have been gifted with the face step. And you understand that you're seeing what is essentially magic security footage. Cube Modron wielding a screaming sword. It swings and takes her leg off in a single strike. And you can't explain what you see next. It's almost like there's an explosion of change. Fox has a red hand. Joan's leg stops at the knee as if it was always that way. Sherry has some sort of plant material, some kind of twitching spider. And Lita has what appears to be a diamond in her eye socket. Okay, then I'm going back to the reliquary room. In the center of the room, where there was nothing, and in the future, there's a statue. You see a tear, and you know that what you see is a portal. Can I see through the portal? When you look through the portal, you see blackness, but it's moving. There's been a murder every night, which means whatever is killing people, whoever is killing people, is coming for us eventually. So all we have to do is sit back and wait, and it will come to us. Why? What do you have against Justice? It's Crazy Cube. Violet will stay out and watch Swift Justice. Violet really likes Swift Justice. Violet, we can't trust you with anything. Yeah, leave, leave the drug-addled horse outside with the trippin' robot. So, last we left our adventure, the party had not just Scooby-Doo'd it, but, like... Scooby-Done! <laughs> <laughs> they Scooby-Done it! Yeah, there are now three separate parties. There's the sad party, which is right now just drop. Hi. There's Team Justice, which is Violet and Swift. Yeah. And then I guess there's House Party, which is <laughs> the three broest bros who's ever broed, Elias and Lavinia. That's not going to be Team Get Big. <laughs> well, a couple of them are in the Church of the, the Swollenness, but I don't know if everybody else is about that lifestyle. So I, I will say that. By what you just said, I'm going to assume that Elias counts as two bros. Is that what? Is that the, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the NPCs. <laughs> My mistake. I'm sorry. Elias is everyone's bro. Also, you That's really right. need to stop appropriating bro culture. Uh, I find mm-hmm. that personally offensive. Don't bro me if you don't know me. It's a proud heritage that my people share. Oh, God. What? We're going to start this episode with Violet because I want to see if she is still on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. am, I, am I making a constitution check? You sure are. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. 12. All right. I'm so proud of you. That's above average. So I think right now Violet is stabilizing and going to slowly be getting over it at this point. So you, you'll you probably still be getting like after images and maybe a, a noise every now and then, but you're not like zonked out of your gourd. Okay. As perhaps you were last episode, where you nearly blew the entire thing, just like right off the bat. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so good. Um, but right now, uh, Violet and Swift are sitting on the stoop, or I guess standing in Violet's case, outside of Rosemary Manor. Uh, and Violet looks over at Swift, whose eyes pop open. Oh, no. And it says, after consulting my database, I have determined that lollygagging, while not in and of itself a crime, can be considered synonymous with loitering, which is a crime under Mykonos statute. Four, two, zero. Oh, were we talking about that? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> yep, that was the logic problem that Elias gave Swift that shut it down for that episode. No, no, she says that out loud to Swift. <laughs> Deputy Lee, what are we doing? Oh, um, gosh, you are asking the wrong Lee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> double meaning. Um, uh, Violet says, oh, we're, I think we're waiting out here because we're trying to get the murderer, but, um, the person who owns the house doesn't like us, so we're outside, uh, basically just staying out of the way until the other people say we can do something, because we're not allowed in the house. Yeah. It sucks, but, um, these people don't understand how great we are, you know? In this realm, you know, they're just... They just don't get it. They don't get us, Swift. Landowners have the right to exclude people from their property. This is the law. I feel like that's discrimination, but I suppose you are technically correct. Civil rights are in their infancy in Lorelei. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Violet laughing. That's just me. Violet says, <laughs> Violet says too true, and then she does the unicorn power salute, and then just, just sits down. Uh, deputy, shall we secure the premises? Well, we might as well. I mean, we're out here. All right, let's get to some hard securing. Survival checks? Yeah, that's, that's what I want to say. All right, um, 12 again. <laughs> All right, so Violet's just going to have a 12 kind of day. Yeah. <laughs> Violet and Swift walk around the grounds. It's a pretty large estate. There's a lot of shrubbery, a lot of, like, greenery, and it's it's pretty nice, but there aren't that many notable features. There's the covered dock which we've discussed before, would be a nice place to work on the Violet One, when slash if that ever becomes <laughs> relevant. But uh, eventually you guys do see another building on the property. Compared to the main building, it would be a shack, but it would be perhaps a small house to someone in a different social class. Okay. Um, but that's what you find with the 12. Okay. Violet says, hey, you want to <laughs> check out that small house? There could be clues. I agree. Let's go. And then Violet, like, sort of invites Swift to uh, get on top of her again. All right. We for form Justice Voltron. Yeah. Okay. She uh, she she goes over there, but, like, carefully. She doesn't, like, charge in. Mm -hmm. She's, she's like, in horse cop mode. So she just, like, nudges the door, tries to nudge the door open anyway. Yep. It is unlocked, and it opens without any complications. Okay. What's inside? All right. So do you want to roll investigation to just walk around in here? Sure. I'll roll. I get negative two to that. We'll just assume it's a 12. <laughs> right? We could. I could just crit. You don't know. A 13. Yeah. Slightly better. Slightly better. <laughs> so the first room you walk into appears to be some sort of storage shed for hunting implements. You see bows, arrows, knives, specialized gear, camouflage, stuff like that. Ooh. 
The next room appears to be hunting trophies. You see a number of like skulls. You see uh, antlers, basically that kind of stuff, stuff that hunters would bring back from a hunt. And then the third room is some sort of drying area for like meat products from hunting. So it's basically the beef jerky room. Um, uh, with my um, investigation, can Violet determine whether or not, uh, like, how far along in the process is this meat? Let me let me rephrase that. Can I eat this or what? <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm making this complicated. Can I eat this or what? You can. <laughs> um, Violet, I want to I want to oh, do a separate check to to determine whether or not this is going to kill myself. Nature, nature, that works. All right, uh, it is also negative too. I think we've had more checks in the opening scene of this episode than the entirety of the last one. Five. <laughs> Violet looks around at all this hanging meat and says, Mmm, meat. <laughs> Delicious. Violet eats some of the meat. All right. It has a tangy flavor. Good. So we'll leave you guys there. I don't know what cool. exactly you want to do, but Leon, be thinking about how you want to handle. I have a plan beyond eating, but we, we can go to the other ones. All right. So second front is the team in the, the manor. Right now, everybody's in the lounge. Uh, at the end of the last episode, I revealed that we were playing on a clue board because I'm a child. <laughs> but Lavinia, Elias, and the Trace Ombres are all in the lounge. Everyone's uh, getting acquainted, getting drinks. Let me just run down the characters in case someone's forgotten. First up, we have Isaac, the gnome, who is the son of President Rosemary the president of the Glitter Gold Company. Isaac actually has changed out of his athletic wear. He's now in a pink polo with the collar just exquisitely popped. No, double polos with both collars popped. Hell yes. Pops akimbo. <laughs> it's very <laughs> popped. You guys know that his brother was killed by the killer. You know that he has a pretty cool tribal neck tattoo. Uh, Judy makes him a protein shake <laughs> in the lounge as you guys sit I sit there and are getting introduced. I assume you explain yourselves uh, in some detail. Um, we don't have to go through all that. Uh, next is Jem, the half-orc. She's the one who seems to be in charge of the physical training around here. She explains that um, her mother was on the Mykonos Council when she was younger. Um, she has since passed. And her father is in the army and stationed in the Tiger Mountains. He is an orc. She was a human. Oops. 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 <laughs> she just uh, gets herself some water. I've, I've seen some fan art of her with like a pink ponytail. So that's what she has now. Okay. That's just how we roll around here. If you guys have any more specific questions about, for her, that's what you know about her right now. The last person is Judy, a blue Kenku woman who's making everyone drinks. She just pulls out a bottle of wine and starts going to town on that for her personal use. Uh, she explains to you guys that her father was also on the council. That's how they all know each other. All of their family were on the council of Mykonos. That's why they're all politically connected. Mm. But her father was killed uh, by the killer. It's, it's somewhat personal for her. Um, you can tell from the way that Judy and Isaac are interacting that they are uh, in a relationship of some sort. <laughs> uh, but yeah she's smoking she's drinking she asks if you guys if you want anything while you're all in the lounge do you have any fruit <laughs> probably in the kitchen fruit me brah <laughs> fruit you brah Jem offers to take you down there she says she knows the best fruit okay let's go alright uh, Lavinia and Jem go off to the kitchen Elias do you want to do anything so the plan is to hold up here and have the killer come to us and then dispatch them in some manner yeah bro what are they gonna do it's like six to one how many of us counting isn't my my best my, my best subject 
<laughs> but you guys are in the lounge, but he takes like a, a knife um, that's like used for like cutting up fruit to put into drinks. And he just like makes a big show of putting it in his belt loop. He's like, whatever, we'll take him. And he starts flexing. I, I, I simply think that there might be a little bit of an underestimation of uh, what we're up against here. Do you have a better plan? Like, this is my plan. Are you are you the plan guy? I'm trying to be one. <laughs> Elise is going to stand up and take a look and try to regard what are possible entrances. Basically, he's going to start casing the joint and think of vulnerabilities or entrances that someone with his skills could use to break in and then try to think. And then from that point, he can try to figure out ways to reduce those uh, vulnerabilities in the house. All right. So you're actually going to be trying to be good at this. It's commendable. Yes. It's unorthodox for this show. Uh-huh. I'll take an investigation to uh, case the joint. Oh, wow. That's a natural one there. Oh, I'm sorry. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you find all the doors, but there are so many that you lose count. And you, you come to the conclusion that this place may be simply undefendable in a traditional sense. Hmm. You would need a lot more time to make any meaningful alterations to the building. And I do want to remind everybody that um, you guys spent all morning uh, at the police station. So it's about noon now. And the pattern is that there's a killing every day. So you have until midnight to basically be on your guard, which means in the next 12 hours, someone is going to die. Whether it's one of you, one of your new friends, or whatever is after you or them. Mm -hmm. This arc (laughs) is how do you guys spend the last 12 hours of someone's life right and in my case it's botching on one of my best skills got it in my case eating fruit yeah let's cut over to lavinia and um (laughs) and gem in the kitchen i want to know all about that fruit yeah she takes you over to you know what it's fantasy why we're not we're not beholden to your apple pear pomegranate bullshit (laughs) (laughs) let's get rowdy like there's all kinds of magic fruit there's stuff you've never seen of you've never never seen you've never heard of there's every color of the rainbow some of it is gross looking some of it's really cool looking what catches your eye Lavinia? something really cool looking (laughs) really weird like fruit me bruh what do you got for me she says for you we got the coolest thing in here. Look at this. It's a purple fruit. It's shaped like a star. Oh. Oh. And it's got it's got little yellow specks. Oh, it's so pretty. She holds it up to you and she's like, by comparison, it's a little outshone, but I think it's pretty. Uh-huh. And then he's going to start humming. You can tell by the way I use my loot. I'm a dryad who really likes fruit. <laughs> very good one yeah <laughs> i just thought of that thank you <laughs> and then she eats the fruit all right as as uh you're eating the fruit you know she's just like looking at you in uh she's looking at you Ooh. hey what you looking at you that's cool why you're lavinia that is true i, I can't believe you're here in my kitchen eating my fruit Oh, well, I can't believe you're here in your kitchen giving me your fruit. <laughs> she, like, looks super embarrassed. And just she's, like, twice your height. She's, like, <laughs> six and a half feet tall. But she seems intimidated by your presence. And she, like, turns around. Bye. We, we've previously discussed that orcs blushing is conspicuous. <laughs> you, you okay there? Why'd you turn around? It's a lot. 
What's a lot? You're a lot. Yeah, yeah, I am kind of a lot, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Elias, you're making your uh, rounds around this mansion. You found it essentially undefendable, but you do see Isaac and Judy moving into uh, another room, and they're carrying stuff. What type of stuff are they carrying? Uh, Isaac has a box, and Judy has wine bottles and wine glasses. She seems like she she is on a course for the day. Is she wine mom? She is wine mom as hell. She's wine mom AF. Do you all need help carrying some things around the place to, uh, I don't know, set up some sort of uh, barricade or or blockade uh, maybe to create a a choke point or bottleneck for the the killer? (laughs) Isaac says, nah, bruh, that sounds boring. Why don't you come in here? We're going to play cards. You see him disappear into the room, which is the library. Uh, I move into the library with them. You see them, Isaac setting up a table. He opens up his box. It has a set of playing cards. And he says, do you know how to play Erdlin? <laughs> of course I do. Hell yeah. Elias, you actually have a proficiency. In playing cards. Yes. Sweet. So Judy basically just drapes herself over the couch as fully committed to the wa- <laughs> the wine mom lifestyle. And Isaac uh, shows you his cards. There are 10 cards two of each, so there's 20 total, but 10 different kinds of cards that are the Gnomish Pantheon. The highest card is Garl Glitter Gold, naturally. And the lowest card is Erdlin, the gnome god of greed. And he shuffles them all up and says, well, if you know how to play, then uh, why don't we start? What kind of what kind of ante are you looking at? We can play Penny. We can play a high roller. I see you got a lot of stuff there, swords and books. Uh, I got coin to spare, so I'll match whatever you want. Uh, uh let Listen, uh, let's just start. Let's start with pennies to start. Let's not <laughs> let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's the day is young, right? <laughs> Judy goes, hell yeah, <laughs> from the background. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. So uh, there are 20 cards, which are the mm-hmm. 20 uh, different possible outcomes on a D20. We'll both roll mm-hmm. and whoever gets higher wins. Is there any modifiers to this roll? For you, there are. Yeah, you have a proficiency. The way the game works is he shuffles them all up and then just spreads them out over the table, and you just both pick one simultaneously. And the idea of the game mm. is that if you have greed in your heart, you will pick Erdlin and lose, where if you are right. like, of pure spirit, you'll pick Garl. Right. Oh. And it's just going to be a d20 plus proficiency in this case? Mm-hmm. All right, ready. One, two, three. Wow. <laughs> both got 15. Dang. Nice. So you guys both pull up the same inconsequential gnome deity. There are a bunch, but they're all so outshone by Garl, who basically right. en- envelops all of their stuff. Like, there's a gnome god of jokes, but like Gar- Garl's also the god of jokes. So, like, what's he going to do? Um, there's a bunch of those poor poor guys who are totally outmatched. Mm-hmm. So that's the first round. He goes to shuffle them back up. This is also a good opportunity while this game is going on to ask him anything. I think he has a lot of access to information about Glitter Gold, about Mykonos. Couldn't hurt. Elias just tries to make a small talk. Uh, so why are you... I'm, I'm not not to judge you or anything, but why are, uh, why are you all even still in Mykonos? I thought that this flooding business has been causing a lot of concern for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean where else are we going to go? I can't go to Meadowlark. Me and my dad uh, don't talk anymore. I guess we could go to Tigers with uh, Jem's family, but man, I don't want to breathe ash for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 
it's still pretty ashy up there, I think, as of right now. Yeah, I'd rather die ashless, if you feel me. So there's, <laughs> uh, there's nowhere else outside of well, Lorelei that we could that could that you could go to. Uh, I'm, I think I might need to get a little drunker before we have that conversation. <laughs> uh, fine enough, fine enough. Well, let's let's go ahead and draw our next game here. All right, one, two, three. Ooh. Dang, son. Yep. I got a 12, and you crit plus two. So Elias pulls up Garl Glitter Gold, and he instantly wins all the money in the pot. So you get two gold pieces. Oh. He, he said he wanted to play for pennies. He'll play you for more. Uh, let's get this guy. You're going to have to start putting up uh, weapons and books. Everything he has left on him is so personally important that he's not willing to put it up to that... So let's cut over to Drop for a second. He just uh, got done seeing a vision from the Temple of Primus security system. He is now standing in the artifact repository in front of the statue of Primus. What's up with you and your just lavish pimp coat? Just breaking it in. <laughs> okay. Just like, you know, letting everybody know. Does the shop start playing in the background? What, what? Everything. The only problem will be when he starts guaranteeing a win in the upcoming match. Football. 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 Um, but no, I mean, you say everybody, but there isn't anybody else in the repository. You think maybe one or two people were moving around while you're watching the vision, but it's just not. This isn't a super popular spot. Yeah. So you're basically alone. Um, I'm going to address the statue of Primus again and say, I I noticed in, in what you just showed me that you're physical presence here this this wasn't there have have you been created here since then the letters appear before you and just say this is just a statue that we've used to block the portal so that nothing gets in or out right there was no sound in the vision yes the spell we use to record the happenings in the temple is silent image as the limitations of the spell is the Modron that was here in the vision still active? Yes, that unit was damaged and has since been cut from us. Every Modron who is damaged or compromised is replaced instantly from uh, from our body. So there there is a new Quadrone in its place, but the unit is still active in the city. Would it have memory of the happenings that I saw? No, its memory was erased when we cut it from our body. Hmm. That's pretty harsh. I feel like I I need to learn more about what happened. It is still within our sight. It has not left the path of law, although it has left our grace. Do you think it could help me? We do not see the future. Do you know where it is? Yes. And ahead of you, a holographic map pops up with a little you are here marker on the Temple of Primus. Mm -hmm. And then a little X marks the spot outside of Rosemary Manor. In a hunting shed. <laughs> okay. Drop is going to sigh heavily, um, kind of pinch his nose a little bit, take a deep breath, and say, thank you for all your help. I think I have to go now. We understand. Remember, you are not under our protection once you leave. You are not chosen. You are not a hero. There are no heroes or villains or chosen. There are only people, what they want and what they're willing to do to get it. Oh, you don't need to worry about that. I didn't think I was a hero in the first place. And uh, with that, Drop is going to 
turn around and uh, leave and head towards where he believes the uh, the map is is pointing him to. Drop will have no problem finding Rosemary Manor. He has a pretty. He was given a perfect map of it. However, as you exit the Temple of Primus, uh, it occurs to you that while your coat is super spiffy and nice and pretty and helpful, uh, it wasn't the earth-shattering revelation that you thought the artifacts of the temple would be. Mm-hmm. And while you're reflecting on that, as if in response, it seems to tug at you, not physically, but spiritually. And as you look in the direction you feel compelled to, you see the temple of Corellin <laughs> about a block away, because you are still in the temple district. What What's the temple of Corellin Lotharian looking like? Is it like, you know, a pretty calm party? Is it like packed to the rafters with people talking about books it is no party whatsoever in fact it's a it's almost like a duplex the Corellin and sayanin temples are not really temples in so much as they are one room schoolhouses sitting right next to each other right with one like information table outside like a lemonade stand well i would like to make a quick religion check just to base whether or not walking into that temple wearing their god's <laughs> coat would be, like, a bad idea. Good thinking. 17. Nice. You do not think anyone would even recognize it? Mm-hmm. While it was worn by Corellin, it's not one of his iconic outfits or anything. It's like, if you saw somebody wearing uh, a robe in our world, you wouldn't be like, Jesus, that Jesus robe, what up? You got it. Right. It's just, it's just a robe he wore during an important part of elf history. It's not necessarily okay. like the thing everyone would recognize him by. So let's say it's 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 not like Ziggy Stardust David Bowie <laughs> or like Aladdin Sane David Bowie. Yeah. It's more like Scary Monsters David Bowie. <laughs> There's a number of, number of references we could draw here, but yeah, it's it's not iconic. Okay, all right. Then uh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna proceed towards the uh, uh, the temple of Corellum Lotharian because if that coat's telling me to go, I don't want to piss no god off. <laughs> all right, uh, elves are not native to Lorelei, so it's not hopping. You don't see anybody like inside. Actually, there's a an information desk outside with an elf manning it and you assume that is the kind of job where they just show up every day kick their feet up and just read a book uh on the off chance that maybe an elf tourist shows up and they're like yep those are where you can make your little prayers and you know we accept donations but mm-hmm. that's that's it you know we're, we're it's an important church but this is not an important area for it right right but there is one other figure uh outside of these two buildings in addition to the information desk manager and it is an older woman an elfin woman she has um, kind of gray-streaked, strawberry blonde hair. She has earrings, a number of rings on all of her fingers. <laughs> At least one on all of them, but some some multiple. She has a necklace. She looks uh, very uh, well-to-do. Mm-hmm. And she also looks very angry. <laughs> and she is yelling at the information desk person, Look, the Archmage said this was the closest temple. I need you to tell me which direction to go, or I'm going to speak to your supervisor. Does she have a can I speak to the manager haircut? Now she does. <laughs> this is an outrage, and so on and so forth. At this this poor elf who just does not seem prepared <laughs> emotionally for this interaction. Okay, so he's a little <laughs> overwhelmed right now. He's just like, I, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Dude, I'm just covering the shift for Dave. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I like that noise. 
<laughs> I guess, like, I don't think Drop would, like, purposefully insert him into the situation, but he might kind of, like, stand nearby mm-hmm. and sort of just, like, look at the people as if it was kind of, like, a really foreign interaction to him. All right, perception check to look at them as if this is a foreign interaction to you. Perception check. 22. Christ on a cracker. Y'all are rolling phenomenally tonight. Drop looks over at this argument, and the first thing that he sees is that the woman, the older elven woman who is quite angry, has no pupils. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, And the second thing is that the information desk elf seems about done. (laughs) He seems like he's about to pack up and just walk away because what are they going to do? Fire him? The world's ending. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even need this job. (laughs) But that's what you see. She's yelling. She's gesticulating. She has some paperwork she's pointing to as if it's meaningful. Oh. Oh, paperwork. Yeah. Okay. All right. He doesn't seem impressed. And is the coat giving me signals? Am I like... No, it's glowing faintly, but you feel as though it its divine intervention for the time being has ceased. It's like, yeah, I did my job. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm probably going to mutter under, like, Drop is probably going to mutter under his breath a little bit, because he dislikes inserting himself into social situations. He's going <laughs> to mutter under his breath, I sure hope you know what you're doing, Code. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he's he's going to ad- address the woman and say, You seem awfully bothered by something. Can I be of service? Yes, I'm bothered. My poor, fragile, innocent son is in your stupid, dirty plane, and no one seems to know where he is. Oh my god. He needs help. He's a precious boy. So you're not from around here? <laughs> no, no, son. I'm from Mithrandain. You might have heard of it. It's the greatest city in all the plains. The name rings a bell. Is it normal here to interject into other people's conversations, son? I'm not sure about all your uh, customs. Apparently, having a last name is a crime. I've just learned. <laughs> they all sitting there. I was like, I don't know. Please let me take her off my hands. <laughs> the problem is, is that customs here are usually dictated by location, which might very well be one of the biggest problems in attempting to find your son because there are a lot of locations yeah well he sent us a message apparently he's in something called the the raggy woods apparently (laughs) i need to get a boat the ragged woods listen i don't have time for to translate everything i say into material plane (sighs) do you know where i can find a boat he's listen i have to find my boy he's defenseless (laughs) <laughs> drop drop is gonna have an expression on his face mm-hmm. where he was like he was going to say something completely different <laughs> and then his wisdom wheels are gonna start turning because drop's not incredibly intelligent he's he's just sort of below average intelligence but he's quite wise mm-hmm. and so recognizing that this person has no pupils and is concerned about a boat and the Raggy Woods <laughs> and Mithrandain. I think some connections are going to start <laughs> hooking up in his brain. And he's going to go, no. <laughs> so, no, you don't know where I can get a boat. Okay, thanks. Uh, you're, you're, you're talking about, and he's going to lean in as if this is like a secret. <laughs> you're talking about Elias. Oh my, you've heard of him? 
He's only been gone for a couple of days and he's already famous. I I know him. I I have known. We I knew I knew him. I'm yeah, we know. <laughs> we've we've met. Take me to him straight away. Drop is talking about Elias the way someone talks about like their ex, but doesn't really <laughs> right? Ex- I know it's just like the most awkward way to talk about this. I'll give you a couple t- coppers for your trouble, boy. I, <laughs> boy. I'm not sure where he is now. Uh, the last I saw him, he was on a boat sailing somewhere. For the record, you do know the party had planned to go to Mykonos before you were unceremoniously tossed overboard okay yeah all right we, we briefly talked about it on the ship so then I'm, I'm gonna say i had heard that that they were in town maybe i could try to help you find him well it certainly sounds more helpful than this claude <laughs> she gestures to the, the elf who just picks up his book and just stands up and walks away <laughs> he's had enough he's done well um where where have have you looked already uh the archmages just sent me here to the temple of Corellin. this is the only one in this backwards podunk country apparently you wouldn't teleport anywhere besides a temple of Corellin. i'm not a savage mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm on my way to look for a constable modron who if they work with the city police might be able to Help us locate your son. That sounds like a lead. I'll take it. it sounds like a lead worth a copper. <laughs> uh, this way, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you start leading uh, Sildiel Valamin across Mykonos, which is Elias's mother, as I was very unsubtle about introducing. <laughs> wow. Uh, wait, that was that was supposed to be Elias's mother. I, I did... I did not realize that until just now. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't remember the last time we actually spoke her name on this show, but I think the only thing we know about her so far is that she is a jeweler. Yes. And she and her husband have forbade Elias to study magic. Oops. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So let us cut back to uh, Violet and Swift yes. <laughs> in the hunting shed. Violet has plans aplenty, a panoply of oh, yeah. plans. Uh, Violet um, goes into the room with all like the uh, hunting camouflage and says, uh, "Swift, we need to like make ourselves up so that we can like be inconspicuous at night and then leap out of bushes and then like stab a killer." You with me? Do we have permission to access these materials? I feel like it's implicit. Yes. Let me check my data banks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, permission can be conveyed implicitly. This is legal. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, we, we do that. We get we get all dolled up in a montage to the theme of a team, and then <laughs> uh, and then we we're, we're good. Um, also, I have another question. Violet should not wear armor. I could be wrong about that. Yes, barbarians are made specifically not to wear armor. That's their whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Is there anything in this hunting? lot shed or whatever it is that um would be stronger than my horn is what i'm trying to say like a lance i can put on top of my head or something (laughs) of that variety i just feel like this is one of the rare moments in the game so far where there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of weapons around me and i feel like i should at least ask uh there aren't any lances because that's not a thing that could be justifiably used for hunting (laughs) (laughs) fancy hunting 
But if you wanted to tie arrows to your horn to augment them, uh, I'm not going to say no. That's a cool image. Okay, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm absolutely going to do that. That's not going to give you any more damage output, but I think it will prevent you from damaging your horn further if you're leading with arrows. Yeah, I I would like to believe that Violet does not think of that and just does it because she thinks it would look cool. Yeah, it's like putting a spoiler on a car. You're like, I don't actually know anything about downforce. I just think it looks cool. I'm I'm down with it. Violet um, briefly considers putting uh, antlers on Swift and then decides against it. And then she just says, okay, now let's go out there and find a good place to like spring into action. I mean, I guess we're going to have to wait for nightfall for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, bad guys always come at night. At least that's what they did where I'm from. Yeah. So you want to make a stealth check to find a good ambush spot? Yeah. Yeah. Secretly, I also do as well. I want this to happen very much. <laughs> okay. I plus two to stealth. It's one of my not shitty ones. <laughs> so you guys are just wrapped in random camouflage garments because none of it fits your body, either of you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, some people have like, um, like makeup that they put on their face. I was, I was, in my mind, I believe that that's part of what is on Violet. Oh, absolutely. You're made up like the uh, Arnold at the end of Predator. Nice. <laughs> that's exactly what I want to do. Okay. Uh, plus two. Nope. Not good oh, at all. No. <laughs> I rolled four. Violet and Swift stand behind a tree. According to Swift's sensors, it is hidden, so that's good for it. And Violet can't see past the tree, so she thinks that's pretty good. And she just forgets that her big old horse butt sticks out. <laughs> I would like to believe that Violet thinks these are Bugs Bunny rules, where like something really long goes behind something really thin and just disappears <laughs> behind it. Oh, yes. But that's that's basically what she does, because that was my role. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got right now. I like it. We're 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 waiting for like uh, I don't know like Jack the Ripper to show up and like stab him in the face or something. I like it a lot. Cool. So back in what is the library on this clue map, <laughs> but what is uh <laughs> I guess a game room because let's be honest Isaac isn't much of a reader. <laughs> um, you guys are playing another round of Erdlin. Do you still want to do Penny Ante? Yeah, that's fine. All right, on three. Mm-hmm. One, two. Three. Ooh, I botched. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Sketch got 16. So Isaac draws the Erdlin and he loses and he passes you another gold. He says, Damn, bro, you're pretty good at this. Thanks. I uh had a lot of time to practice over the past century. <laughs> Ooh, are are there any backstory um explanations for Elias being good at cards? Do you have anything in mind or you want to make something up? Because I I hadn't really thought about that. Um, honestly, a lot of it probably comes down to attending the desks at the library and having to be there for a long period of time. So whenever a friend would come by, it's one of the few things that he could do at the desk without really taking too much of his attention away from his responsibilities. And he's been assisting at the library for a pretty extensive part of his life, about a good 50 years plus. So years of just trying all the various card games, coming across explanations of different games from other planes or other sort of cultures and becoming uh, very versed in all those different sort of ways of playing cards. So, Oh, I love it. There's like a, a lonely boy montage of you <laughs> looking through card books in the, the library and it cuts to you just owning this rich boy. Yeah. Uh, he looks at the Erdlin, which is a, I don't know if I've described this creature. It's a, it's called a god, but it's actually a demon lord. Mm-hmm. 
which i mean at a certain power level you're a god regardless of your species but erdlin is a, an albino mole with claws of steel and it's Aww. depicted on this card as kind of like a, a terrifying force of greed and he just like looks at it wistfully and then shuffles it back into the deck hmm. wistfully so uh not to pry too much but how long has it been since you talked with your dad oh man <sighs> we there was a whole there was a whole thing judy i'm gonna i'm gonna need another drink for this um and that's, no, no, go ahead that's fine that's fine yeah he starts drinking again he says it was back right before the airships started going up <laughs> i don't know i don't want to bore you with my family stuff yeah it's fine i've been missing my family a bit honestly through all this <laughs> fuck <laughs> so what was wrong with the airship stuff i mean it's it's helping people right it's complicated you know those glitter gold tunnels like the perfectly cylindrical mm -hmm. tunnels well that was a that was a spell my old man cooked up to to dig more efficiently and we were in we were in the ragged woods looking for whatever he could find and he went in to inspect a tunnel, which just whoever cast the spell did it wrong, and it collapsed on him. It took us days to dig him out, and we found him. His, like, whole... <laughs> he was messed up, man. Like, his whole skull was crushed. Oh, gee, that's terrible. We didn't, we didn't think he was going to make it, but then all of a sudden, like, everything changed? Does that make sense? Like, he was just fine. Like, it never happened. And then huh. we found a door like just down the just down the tunnel it was so weird man uh so a, a door you know like just like what standing in the middle of the room or something <laughs> yeah like it sounds i know it sounds stupid but whoa yeah no way <laughs> we went in there and we got a bunch of cool stuff we started slapping them on ships and making them fly but uh i don't know he just wasn't the same after that that's interesting. Uh, Elias is like resting his right hand under his chin. If Isaac was observant, he might notice the bangle that uh, Elise is wearing and the <laughs> white crystal on it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gone past the observant phase right into the the inebriated phase. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a little tipsy. You get the impression that these are kind of party people. <laughs> right. Uh, like, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. It's to his advantage that they're party people. Like that. It's mm. like, well, man, uh, that's that's rough. Uh, well, hopefully after tonight, we'll have one less thing to worry about, right? <laughs> yeah, man. And he pulls out the, the knife he had in his belt, starts do doing cool stunts with it, little tricks. <laughs> and then he definitely, definitely accidentally throws it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> do, you mind, do you mind if he uh, catches the dagger before it embeds into the wall using Mage Hand? Elias <laughs> just, hey, can I, can I real quick just be the fucking coolest dude alive? Yes, of course. Yes. Okay, so yeah, like as the dagger like slips out, Elias just does the quick motion of his hand, says something, and then like the dagger suspends in the air right before it embeds into the wall, floats back, and just sort of sets itself on the table in front of Isaac. Oh shit! <laughs> Dude, are you magic? Yeah. Magic man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're cheating. I'm not cheating. You're, ch I, you're cheating. I, you see my hands flipping these cards. All right. One, two, three. Okay. He just he doesn't even wait for you. He just flips another one. It's 17. 21. <laughs> <laughs> you get Garl again. He gives you another gold piece. God, you've won every hand. 
Eh, just keep it. That's fine. <laughs> it's not like it's good for much right now anyway, right? <laughs> that's what I've been saying. Like, why is why is dad charging everyone? What are we going to do with the money? That is strange. I mean, who else would need that money other than, I mean, like, it's not like Garl Glittergold takes money directly, does he? <laughs> no, man. He gives us money. It's this whole gold thing. It's, I don't, it's, I don't know, man. It's a gnome thing. <laughs> It's a whole thing, man. I don't even... I, I, I haven't seen many elves around here, so I don't know what elves things are like around here. Apparently they're magic. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to pop a third collar that he doesn't have. <laughs> Back in the kitchen, Jem mm-hmm. goes like deeper into their like fruit room. I guess it's like a opulent mansion. Of course they have a fruit room. And she says, oh man, look at this. Do you like this one? And like you're you're in the other part of the kitchen, so you can't see it from where you are. I can't see you. What are you even talking about? You come here. Look at this fruit. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> then he's gonna waddle over to the fruit. <laughs> You're gonna waddle. <laughs> All right. She shows you she's holding a red fruit that's almost. It looks like a heart almost. It's uncannily shaped, and she's like, "Look how pretty it is." It is a really pretty fruit. Where do you guys even find such cool fruit? Uh, Isaac can get basically anything he wants. Oh, that's cool. Does he have any herbs? I lost all my herbs. We got all kinds of herbs. What kind of herbs do you want? You know what kind of herbs I want. <laughs> I, do you actually lean into whisper conspiratorially about herbs? Yes. Of course she does. As you do that, <laughs> she kisses you on the mouth. Oh my god. Vinny's going to hide behind the door. <laughs> you both immediately turn around and look super embarrassed and hide from each other in the same room. Brilliant. Everybody's gonna peek back out. What was that? I don't know, you're really pretty. <laughs> oh my god. Ah! <laughs> uh. Back in the street, drop you are chaperoning Sildiel Valamin uh, through the street. You wanna roll perception to see if you notice anything on the way to the manor? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and roll perception. Mm, ten. You don't notice anything too particular uh except when you guys have to cut down uh an alleyway you do hear footsteps behind you uh which strike you as suspicious this is the worst installment of national lampoon family vacation <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm I'm very quietly quietly i'm going to address her and say did you did you bring anyone from mithrindane with you or or is it is it just you no derta couldn't get off work he's so busy Okay, so I hear footsteps, but I can't see anything? You don't see anything yet, but they're not being subtle. You hear, actually, it sounds like a couple now as they're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, it's not like a stealth. It sounds like just a couple of people walking. It's just weird that they're in this alleyway. Shucks. Uh, shucks. Okay, well then, I guess uh, we're going to continue along, but mm-hmm. carefully. I'm going to try and keep my wits about me. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, you pull Sildiel with you up out of the alley, and you try to get some distance and you look back and you see that it looks like a motley gang of people emerge from the alleyway one has a bottle one has a two by four uh one has a crowbar and they, they look like they're looking for trouble and or you uh you don't recognize anyone in this group though do they have anything in common is there anything specific about the group no nope. all sizes shapes genders absolutely half male half female one kenku one orc one gnome 
<laughs> it's it's a whole hodgepodge. This isn't meant to be anybody in particular. And I think you look over at Sildiel and you notice she is wearing of infinity gold and jewelry. Oh. <laughs> this might be a problem. <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of like gesture to the way that she's dressed. What what do you mean? I mean, your coat's really nice, but this is the high, height of fashion in Mithrandain, boy. Oh, I I understand that, but um what you what you were wearing is it looks really valuable. And a lot of these people have not a lot of value. And it's uh, my general experience that when those two things kind of get in the same space together, oh, uh, the people who are more numerous and bigger have a tendency to get angry. We get into the philosophy of why people steal shit. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt your podcast to bring you Sociology 101. Yeah, so... I don't know. What do you want to do, Drop? Uh, we either have to kind of hide or or disguise you. Is does the coat that I have would it suitably fit over all her bling? <laughs> oh my god! I just realized that Drop has a fucking huge pimp coat <laughs> and a really blue pimp staff. He actually totally comes off like a pimp right now, escorting a woman through Mykonos. <laughs> I was really, really hoping at some point in time to complete the ensemble with a hat of some kind, Austin, before you mentioned anything. Oh, but... I'm sorry. I've, I just <laughs> wanged it. I wanged the whole thing up. You think if you drape the coat around her, it will hide her, like, most of her jewelry? Mm-hmm. But she still looks like a high-class lady wearing a nice fur coat, which is, you know... Probably not that much better. You've dropped it a category, or a, a DEFCON, maybe. I think we're just gonna have to hurry. <laughs> All right, so do you want to make athletics checks to run? Is that what's happening? Well, I'm not leaving her behind. Well, no, she's just going to try to run to keep up with you. Okay, all right, then we can we can make athletics checks. All right, I'm excited. 18. Oof. All right, so Drop just takes off running, and Sildiel does the best to keep up. Um, at a certain point, she starts lagging back, but then she just teleports <laughs> 30 feet ahead, and then Drop has to catch up with her, because she is also an Eladrin and can do that. Mm-hmm. There's a couple times where you think uh, maybe you're being followed or someone's peeping your riches because you both look very, very nice. Right. But with an 18, you you escape and you can see ahead of you Rosemary Manor in all its splendor. All right. Um, let's let's go. Now, the question is, since Violet and Swift are lying in wait <laughs> and Drop and Sildiel are entering the premises. Yeah. Violet, make a perception check to see if you okay. recognize who they are before you jump out and attack them with your uber horn. That is fair. Please mess this up. It'll be so funny. Or fatal. Mur- murdering Elias's mom is going to be hilarious. <laughs> Nine. So, you know. Drop, can you give me a perception to notice that this is happening? Well, I mean, because I believe their stealth check was ridiculously <laughs> bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Shouldn't you have to only roll o- over like a four or higher or yeah. something? <laughs> it was a four, I think. And that's a that's a nine on perception. Yeah. So, uh, Violet, you you hear them coming. You get ready to spring, but Drop does see your horse butt sticking out before this the trap is launched. <laughs> okay. So Drop uh, avoids this uh, fatal mistake, not Violet. But yeah, okay. Drop, you, you see a horse butt sticking out from behind a tree as you uh, enter the manor's grounds. Okay. All right, just the horse butt? That's all you see is a horse butt 
I would like to, I would like to think that you recognize it. <laughs> I'm just gonna offhandedly make the comment then. What is that horse doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is a suspicious horse butt. <laughs> It's not just, it wouldn't be just like grazing like a regular horse, you know, or like swishing tail or anything like that. It would just be like... Perfectly still. Yeah, I'm completely still. <laughs> Splinter cell horse. Can that be the episode title? There's a, there's a lot of good titles in there. So, Drop, are you going to do anything? I'm going to make a, like I said, I'm going to make a comment about that horse. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that horse doing? Do do I I just hear someone coming but I don't recognize him, right? Uh yeah, with your check, no, you didn't. You all you hear is footsteps. It sounds like people are approaching your spot and you hear them say something, but you're so excited about springing your trap, you don't really think about it. I'm going to have to say that uh uh Violet leaps out from behind the tree and says, "I got you." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is that is that is the plan so far. <laughs> all right, Swift jumps out from behind the tree with you and uh oh. brandishes its Hell yeah. Chainsaw uh, turns that on and it starts screaming and he says, For j- 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 justice! <laughs> does Violet, once she gets out from behind the thing, does she recognize a friend that she's had for quite a while or what? I mean, he's wearing a very, very foreign coat to you, but I assume. Even. S- yeah, no, I'm not. She's <laughs> not like face blind. <laughs> right. Do you have pro- uh, proposnosia or whatever where you can't that's, see faces? That's Proposnosia. <laughs> I probably wanged that pronunciation. No, but... no, no, no. It's just, I, I, it's just great. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I would recognize the talking horse that now has a bunch of arrows tied around its horn. Yeah, and it's painted up <laughs> in green and earth tones. So yeah, amidst an expression of shock, um, Drop is gonna say, "Violet," and Vi- Violet says, "Drop, you're not dead." Uh, justice, uh, swift justice, don't, don't murder this one. <laughs> Actually, don't murder either of them. They are not crime? <laughs> they are not crime, and then Violet goes and, like, charges, but not in a bad way, <laughs> uh, drop, and, and, and horse hugs him. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is a horse hug? It's, it's, it, it's just like when Violet gets up on her, on the, her back legs and steers. But with a hug. So, so you're gonna trample me? <laughs> no, it's well, you're strong enough to hold. Basically, she, she, she's, she's too excited. This is happening. So, Drop is gonna cringe a little bit and sort of like, you know, Aww. put his hands up and, and scrunch his eyes up, like he's actually legitimately afraid of what's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. He should be because this is a social interaction that he's not, <laughs> not really comfortable with. Yeah. So inside the manor, two of you are playing cards, two of you are flirting awkwardly, and one of you is drinking heavily. (laughs) More heavily, I should say. And all of you hear the screaming of some sort of strange metal device. Uh, Some of you have heard it before. It's definitely Swift's chainsaw. And everyone just starts scrambling to run outside to see. Yep. Um, It's kind of a melee, unless anybody wants to deliberately stay behind. I grab Jem's hand and take her with me. Yep, everybody's out. Everybody goes out on the lawn, and now all let me count these fools. Nine characters mm-hmm. are outside, standing in front of Rosemary Manor. Mm-hmm. Violet, Violet says, "Drop. Where did you go? You were on the ship, and then you weren't. Can you fly? You guys <laughs> left me. 
I, I, I spun around, but there was a sea monster. Vinny runs up and hugs Drop forcefully. Where did you go? What happened? Drop is going to fuss when Vinny hugs him. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, bat her hands away and say, No, you don't touch me, you! <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Sildiel totally ignores your guys' drama and runs over and hugs Elias and immediately starts fussing over him. She's like, my word, your ear, what ha- what happened? And she pulls out a handkerchief uh, yeah. and starts r- dabbing at it. So embarrassing. <laughs> Possibly during all this, Job is sort of like just perched nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's fussing. There's nine people all yelling at each other. Right, yeah, yeah. Elias is awestruck slash dumbfounded at the a, the presence of his mother right in front of him. So he's not doing much other than, you know, standard son. Mom, what? No, come, come, come on. No. Oh, mom. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Stop embarrassing me, mom. So I, I can I can explain it all. Just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, ah, uh, it's okay. It's been healing just fine, mother. Vinny starts bawling. Oh, what does Drop say? Because Violet is basically questioning him about where he's been and what the hell happened. All right, well, well Drop is, is just going to flat out say, Kate threw me off the ship. What are you talking about? He wouldn't do that. He picked me up and he threw me off and you guys left me. I tried to come back for you, but there was literally a giant sea monster and yeah, we, 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 we didn't work. Back. I, yeah. I, 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 I saw the sea monster. It yeah. was... It was hard to miss. I, yeah. Yeah. But something really bad was gonna happen. Right. Jem says to Lavinia, is this guy trouble? Do you want me to take care of him? No, he's supposed to be our friend. You were supposed to be my friends. We came back for you. Yeah. Isaac goes, nice coat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, drop. Drop's gonna give the finger guns quickly to Isaac. Doesn't know who he is, but he's like, boom. <laughs> Can you give me just one moment, please, mother? Before I try to explain some things. We're not done here, young man. But go play with your friends. I, 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 I know we're not done here, mother. But I need to apologize to someone right now. All right, go ahead. Elias Sanchez takes a few steps towards Drop. He doesn't get like too close to him anyway. One over there, and he says, "Drop." E- yeah. I'm sorry for being the one to demand that we didn't follow through on trying to save you. I was scared. I was worried about you for every moment that you were missing. But at the time, I didn't know if there was a way we could get to you without putting ourselves at even greater risk than we've already been at. And I panicked. And I might have made the wrong decision at the time, but I'm happy to see that you are still alive, Drop. Okay. I did a boat U-turn. <laughs> it, it was pretty sweet. I actually had to do it twice. It was real good. Uh, I want to. I want to whisper something to uh, to Drop. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna kill Kay? Yeah. At that point, Swift Justice pipes up too. It says, "This Kay character sounds as if he has committed a crime." <laughs> no, he didn't. Deputy Lee, is K crime? Is K for crime? <laughs> you need to work on your diction or something. Okay. Um. Uh, but seriously, Violet whispers uh, something to drop and like and hopes for a reply. 
Drop is gonna look at everybody mm-hmm. and then whisper to Violet. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Violet horsewigs at him and then uh, tells Swift Justice, Swift, we'll consult about it later when there are less civilians around. You know how it is. We must not endanger the citizens. Exactly. Oh, by the way, Drop, we have a robot. I, <laughs> I should have. It. Uh, it's fine. Yep. I. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I am security unit designation Swift Justice, and I am fine. <laughs> I've kind of been looking for you, Swift Justice. While that awkwardness hangs in the air, suddenly from the back, Judy says, All right, sounds like you guys need some drinks. Let's get back inside. Yes. And she just walks off. She doesn't wait for you guys to answer. Okay. And Elias uh, returns back towards his mother and she probably notices the, the the bangle on his wrist with the you know the the, the arcane focus thing he has on mm-hmm. she has a lot of questions the first thing she says is all right so i don't know what all your little friends are even talking about but let's let's leave <laughs> like let's go back to the feywild i i how would we get back to the feywild from here mother you have dad's book well yes but they they got the books I brought got damaged. At least most of them did. The one with the celestial writing in it? Uh, the, 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 oh, that book. Yes, Elias, it's your father's most prized possession. Those are encoded portal spells. Yes, that book. I, um, no, I, 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 I don't have that book, Mother. I'm. S- Why do you not have that book, Elias? B- because you have no idea how valuable that book is, Elias. I, 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 I clearly didn't, but at the same time, as soon as I arrived here, things, well, things looked really bad, and I needed to figure out a way to uh, stay alive before I figure out a way to get home. And I, and, and, you know, I don't know how to read Celestial Mother. Well, that's why we didn't take it away from you. It would just raise more questions <laughs> than it would have answered, so we just let you have it. We didn't know you were going to lose it. Let's just let's get inside. This place is dirty and it's making me it's making me uncomfortable. I've been through worse already, but yes, let's let's go inside. It's not a contest, honey. I I know. <laughs> Violet um completely misreads the situation and says to Elias, "Your mom seems really nice." <laughs> Thank you, honey. I am. Then he's still crying, going, "I don't know what I did." friends just want to hug him <laughs> all right so is everybody going back inside the manor yeah i mean if they will allow uh me and the robot in i mean right now isaac and judy were the only ones interested in policing that and they're too drunk to care anymore <laughs> all right well uh, let's not scooby-doo it we should all be like in the same place really yes everybody's in the lounge uh debriefing uh, I assume you guys are going to want to share most of your information, but let me know if there's anything you want to leave out. Because <laughs> right now is when everybody puts their cards on the table. I have nothing to hide at this point. I mean, now, besides the fact that we may or may not be, you know, killing a bird. Yeah, I just want to make sure that I avoid um, any particular verbal associations with criminal groups specifically <laughs> in my story. Mm-hmm. Good thinking. So it's like, then I was saved by a very well-known group of sky friends 
I love uh, the sky friends. Should, 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 I, should I roll investigation to deduce what he's hint, hitting at? <laughs> you can if you want to. My point is that like Sildiel already knows most of it from the letter, so you guys don't need to go into the, all the backstory, and you wouldn't want to in front of right. these three people anyway. All you're really doing is catching up with what happened since Drop got thrown over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just to like put it over the edge, I'll be like, your pal Sherry says, hi, y'all. <laughs> I love Sherry. <laughs> when you say you love Sherry, Jem looks at you and there's oh. like an undisguised look of jealousy. Not like that, though. So basically, if I can give you the instruction to sort of just whitewash certain yeah. aspects of my story with <clears throat> slightly more legal I feel you. terminology. Yeah. I understand your intention, and I intend to actualize your intention. <laughs> I appreciate this bond we have, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's this long conversation, which is done in like a montage of all nine of you sharing information. Mm-hmm. Can it be set to more than words? It can be set to whatever you want, except for the Crazy Frog song, which I will not accept. All right. Why not? Does anybody want to get drunk with Isaac and Judy? Because that's what they're doing. Violet will. <laughs> I, I, I feel Lee like that's obvious. probably won't and i'm assuming his lisa's mother probably isn't either she has one tasteful glass <laughs> yes exactly she has one glass to calm her nerves bear, bear in mind like the amount that it would take a unicorn based on size to drink to actually become drunk would be quite a bit so let's just say violet has a couple drinks and it's not going to be a big deal all right, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck Violet up immediately because I actually realized you were high for two episodes and we've done twenty episodes, so literally Violet was high for ten percent of this campaign so far, mm-hmm. which is a like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, as this conversation kind of winds down and everyone is caught up as if they had listened to the show we produce, mm-hmm. there's suddenly a thunderous knock on the or series of knocks on the door. It sounds like there are people outside, uh, and they very desperately would like you to open the door. Oh, uh, yeah, I may have forgotten to mention we were pursued by a <laughs> rabid group, a crowd, if you will, of people who looked very angry in the streets. Why is everyone so mean? Violet yells, who's there? <laughs> you just hear angry yelling. That doesn't explain anything. Come outside, coward. I think that's the angry mob. What do they want? Is there, like, a window any of us could, like, stealthily peep out of? Yeah, sure, you peep that window. There's about uh, four gnomes and four kenku outside, and they're armed with uh, improvised weapons. So just things they've picked up on the street. Does calm emotions work through doors? (laughs) I don't remember off the top of my head, but, like, you can crack the window a little bit and shoot it out if you want. I would like to do that. Yeah. All right, so I got to save against. What's your spell save, DC? 13. Alrighty then. 22. As they feel the magic wash over them, they look around for the source of it, and they see you peeping through the window, and now they walk over to the window, and they break it. (laughs) And it looks like they're going to try to come in. There's eight of them, and there's nine of you, although Sildiel is not a combatant, and two of you are drunk. Mm. Well, this was a bad idea. Unicorn arrowhead Mm -hmm. pointed at them, like, rears up, like, in a big, scary kind of way, and says, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Intimidation. Hell yeah. I feel like that's pretty intimidating. 
And Vinny's gonna scream, watch out, this horse is crazy, and also roll intimidation. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have to help me because uh, for our audience, I just rolled a two. I rolled a twenty-three. Oh, Hell yeah! And he rolled a two, so take that with disadvantage, Lauren. Roll that again because he did not. Damn it! I hate you. Eighteen, bitch. That's still good. What? Yeah. So Violet's like, "Get out of here! I'm gonna fight you!" And they just look at this horse with like jackets and arrows tied to her, and they're like, "I don't. That's that's a weird thing." But then Lavinia stands up, and she's wearing a, a spined vine as a scarf. <laughs> And she projects forcefully. And I think some of them probably recognize her as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. As a wanted celebrity? <sighs> uh, no, LaFonda is wanted, not Lavinia. Uh, LaFonda is the someone mistyped when they gave Justice that information. That's That was an error in his databanks. The posters say Lavinia. Oops. <laughs> uh, so one of the guys goes... I don't know, man. There's a lot of them. I'm, I'll catch you guys later and runs off. But there's still seven of them. And now they see not only is there a woman wearing a hundred billion gold in jewelry, but there's a wanted fugitive who is worth a glitter gold ticket off of this sinking rock. And now they're heavily invested in this. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Um. I have a worse idea. But... Uh, Vinny's going to yell, everybody run, because I'm going to do a thing, and it's going to hurt you if you don't run. Uh, someone throws a bottle at you. Shit. <laughs> uh, that misses. That was only a six. I was, ta- I was talking to the friends. I'm saying someone throws a bottle at you when you say out loud, everybody run, and it dinks off of Swift Justice because it missed you very badly. And he goes, that is crime. <laughs> it sure is. Um... <laughs> I have, I have a question. Yeah. You're saying they're they're climbing through the window. Mm-hmm. Are they in there or are they just like, a, are they like eight guys trying to shove themselves through one window? <laughs> like, I'm trying to get a mental image of this because it depends on what I'm going to do. Well, I was about to try and cast Shatter. All right. Yeah, they're, okay. So like the first two are like poised as if to vault over it. And then behind them, there's the rest of them. So they're not quite in the room. Lavinia, are you going to, are you going to nuke these fools? I sure am. All right. So this is the shatter spell, which is essentially like a sound grenade. You're using thunder, just like yeah. raw force to blast these dudes. Is everyone going to jump and duck like it's like a, like a grenade? Is everyone doing yeah, that? Yeah, I said run. Yeah. Take and cover. Violet, run! Okay, Violet does. All right, everyone yeah. jumps and ducks and covers. I need to make a constitution save against 13. Uh, yes. Uh, these Kenku are skinny and these gnomes are skinny. They are not looking like hardy constitution boys. So they're actually going to have a minus one to this save. <laughs> Nice. 17. Oh. Half damage on save. Yep. So you want to roll that damage? That's nine, so four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we always round down. So four damage. Oh. An explosion goes off, and they all are shocked and stunned, but not really that hurt. Do you want to do anything else? Because now they're this is a fight. Round two. Do it again. 15. They save Damn again. It. Damn it. Damn it. Two damage. You've done six, You've done six damage. Saved all the bad rolls for me. You would have done better to just throw a vase at them. I would have. Are you out of shatter? I'm out of shatter, yeah. Oh, no. I had an entirely different idea. It probably would have worked. It, it was so bad, but it might have it might have worked compared to that. Basically, Violet was going to like run towards the window and then just Tokyo drift her body <laughs> sideways and just try to like <laughs> shove them out the window as they are pushing out. I mean, you could still you could still try it. Like, okay, the first two guys pull themselves in, but there's still plenty outside if you want to th- just throw your weight around. 
I do want to throw my weight around. Is that is that just a strength check or is that an attack? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jesus. Guys, we fucked up. Run. <laughs> Violet did not. Do how it. long? How long did this information recount between everybody happen? Like maybe about an hour. Yes. Okay, then uh, as it's Drop's final thing to say before the episode ends, mm-hmm. he's gonna say, "When I wasn't around, you guys, I didn't have to kill anybody, <laughs> and now I've been back with you for an hour, and already you need me to start killing again." As if to punctuate the statement, Violet just throws her body across the room <laughs> and tumbles on the ground like a dumb ham <laughs> missile. <laughs> And totally whiffs and just goes careening into the wall and bedlam breaks out. People bust in. This is like Night of the Living Dead. You guys are now in full-on combat. Cool. So, roll initiative. I set my sail. Fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back Clouds are making way for me I'm coming home, sweet home I see yourself You left it burning for me Mother, I Remix for our theme music, which includes Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Ah Kid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of November 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Extellaris, Jade, Kirsten Haslinger, The Cult of Gorfanax, Atlas and Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Irving Royale, David Page, Mirren Bati, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Exley, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Drew, Athos, Ingmar Gremmen, and Paul Mullen. You can help support the show directly by finding me at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Leon by finding him at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us out by rating, commenting, liking, or subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever else you found the show. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. We really appreciate your enthusiasm and support, and we literally could not do this without you.